It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. With us this evening. Tonight, I am going to, it's almost like going to be a lesson for you. And, but before I get into introducing my guest, what I'd like, you know, normally what I do at this time at the top of the show is go over the things about sex in the news. And honestly, I think this week I'm kind of exhausted about talking about sex in the news. <laughs> I just, there's so many things. I'm going to wait until next week and I'm going to, you know, uh, do an encapsulation of things. Although I will say on a good side <clears throat> of sex in the news, apparently someone who wants to have a baby is very excited about having a baby. Now, there hasn't been confirmation of it, but Simon Cowell apparently is expecting a child and had said he wanted a child, but thought that perhaps he was too busy. So, indeed, if that is what he would like and it is in start them, I'm happy for them. Now, here's what I would like for you to be able to do tonight. I want you to be a student and get inside the brain of a woman who is the director of sales for one of the largest distributors of adult toys and novelties in the U.S. And Carla, are you on with me now? I'm thinking, is Carla on, Anna? Yes, I can, my dear. You're there now. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, So what I want people to do, Carla, tonight is I want them... And ladies and gentlemen, this is Carla Scott. She's with El Dorado Trading Company in Colorado. And I want them, Carla, to be inside of your brain when you're working with the retailers who are the stores that they might be going into and so that they will have an idea of this is what you're thinking because they are the end consumer through the retailers is who you are thinking about when you're training them, right? Correct. And I want them to know what your thought pattern is so that it can have them have a better awareness when they're going into a store or when they are looking at something. Excellent. So, so with that in mind, how about if we bounce off and shall we just start with the questions that we, you know, sent back and forth to one another? Sounds great. Okay. So first off, I'm going to ask you the question that everyone always asks me. So Carla... How did you get into this? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is quite funny. Um, 
never thought I would end up here, but um, that makes two I, of us. <laughs> I met um, Larry Garland and mm-hmm. actually fell in love with the visionary man he is and the creativity. And I thought, you know, I'm have a great job working with um, a Fortune 500 company, very stable, but I think I'm just going to take this leap of faith and trust that I can learn these products and know why people need this many products, and um, I haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. Now, um, here's the one thing. Let people know. Okay, Larry Garland is the founder of Eldorado, and he is a gentleman who as he said, he went from, what is his comment, from... Um, bongs to dongs. <laughs> yeah, from bongs to dongs, because he had previously had, like, a, a store that sold um, paraphernalia for, you know, people who enjoyed, you know, smoking. And then that went out, and then he created this. And so everything that he has done has been of seeing on the horizon a new thing coming forward. So you Correct. met you met Larry, and it was his vision of this. But you also had a background of being um, having your own company. You had your own business as a florist, correct? Correct. Um, I had 15 employees and expanded from the interior landscaping into buying a flower shop and um, worked with the designers and weddings. And so, from a retail experience, I had 22 years of that experience. Mm-hmm. Now, you have been with Larry for how long now? Only two and a half years. Okay. Now, you told me something very funny about one of your first trade shows. <laughs> I did. I did, Lou. It was, um, I showed up and didn't realize that people could wear such little clothes and that People, you know, I mean, I found myself just trying not to stare because it was so um, different of an environment, you know, coming from the business world and trade shows where everybody's in suits, and then I go to a trade show where everybody is in just anything they want to wear to express themselves. So that was quite an Um, Mm eye-opener. Also, just looking at the products we exhibited, saying, I'm not sure what you do with this. I'm not sure. Let me get a salesperson to talk to you. <laughs> now, when you were brought in, you, you, were you brought in on a sales level? I was. Um, in working with Larry from um, the company I was representing, I was actually his UPS a, a senior account executive. And in working with him, we um, developed a friendship and a trust for each other. So he had asked me to come in and help to bring his sales team up from being sales reps to being account managers and and training them and mentoring them to a different level of professionalism. Mm -hmm. And that excited me because my um, passion is teaching and mentoring people. Mm -hmm. So the the comfort level was you don't need to learn the products right now. Um, work on the sales team. So I I dived in and had that great opportunity and I've watched the growth within our team go from thinking I was a horrible person, didn't you know, they didn't know this outsider to now um having a trust and a great friendship. 
And now I'm running fast to try and learn the product as well as they know it. Well, I remember you and I were trying to get something coordinated in February when I was heading over to uh, the Far East to do presentations there and trying to coordinate product. And, well, I remember you were like, okay, what do you need? When do you need it? And this is, you were coming from one trade show. You were packing your bag to go home. (laughs) You were on the phone (laughs) in your room. (laughs) I think I was, actually, when we were talking. (laughs) You were. And I was thinking, does this woman ever stop? You know, does the suitcase ever, like, ever actually go back into the cupboard? No. It's still packed right now. (laughs) I didn't think so. But what I got was that how willing you were to see if we could, you know, get things coordinated. And, you know, the long and the short was I didn't get the feedback in time, you know, from you know, the, where I was going to be lecturing to be able to take advantage of what, you know, you had available. But what I've always liked about um, El Dorado, and again, you said the same thing, Larry's vision is that he has the attitude of looking for the best stuff because there, goodness only knows, there's enough stuff that is absolute garbage. And that is that is something that I'm like, Eek. Um, so when I find someone who is willing to tell me the truth about stuff, I'm very happy, particularly in the area of distributors, because most of them want to sell you something. So here's, here's the question. You're doing all this traveling. How do you introduce yourself when you're on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I laughed when I saw that question, because... <laughs> When I first told my mom I was leaving this secure job and going to work for this company, um, she referred to it for the first year as the store. She couldn't quite say what I was doing. And I meet someone on a plane, and I first think, is there a trust level there? Do I want to continue the conversation, or do I just want to say I work for a toy distributor and leave it at that? So um, (laughs) there's... Definitely been a comfort level to say what I do and also um, whether we want to continue because everybody seems to be very excited and wants to know about this toy or have I read um, the Fifty Shades of Grey and mm-hmm. um, it it just opens up an avenue that can carry on a conversation till the plane lands. Uh, there's there's no question. I If I wish to be silent, I just say I'm a nonfiction author. I never lie. I, you know, and I don't cross my fingers. <laughs> I tell the truth, and I say that it's nonfiction. And then for men, if I know, they go, well, might have read the book. Well, they may have read a review of something that I did, but I say, I try and make it sound like, you know, I, well, I'm from Los Angeles, and we're all fruits and nuts out here anyways. So, you know, it's about love and relationships, and men go like this, oh, Lord, steer, steer me away from this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... I would have totally agree with you that once you become, it's almost like that if you have a comfort level with talking about this, and I'm sure that's something that when you go in and do your presentations in stores and you speak with the, the retail staff, you do the same thing. It's like there has to be that relatability and, and comfort for people to be able to say what it is they're actually looking for. Yes. And as a clerk in the retail store, they have to be able to themselves be comfortable with speaking to a customer who trusts, coming to them and saying, 
I want this. I'm looking for something that will do this. Mm-hmm. And and once again, it boils down to education, both for my staff to help the retailers and also the retailers then to train within their store. Right. And this with the because I when I first came into this area in this industry, I remember going in with a friend of mine and we were going to do, oops, we have 15 seconds until our first break. I will hold the funny story of going into the sex toy store um, when my guest, Carla Scott, who is the director of sales for El Dorado Trading Company, when we come right back. Please stay with us. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, I have as my guest, Carla Scott, who is the director of sales for um, El Dorado Trading Company. And her boss, Larry Garland, 
is he is uh, just a fabulous guy in our area in the field has been acknowledged uh, inducted into you know the AVN Hall of Fame he's he is just a solid go-to guy who has created a company that has a vision of taking care of people so I want people to be inside of Carla's brain and so we were talking just before the break on people coming into a store so Carla I was going to relate to you two examples I had of when I first started going into stores it actually happened to be one of them <clears throat> and I rarely talk about myself but I will talk about this the gentleman who I was, I was going out with at the time it was like a Saturday afternoon on a summer and I turned to him and he said well well what do you want to do and I was like I don't go out and lie by a pool I am the whitest chick in town so I cannot go I can't get sunburned it just can't happen so I was trying to come up with something that would be inside. And I turned to him and I said, oh, well, do you want to go to um, the Love Boutique? And I had just moved to Los Angeles and I didn't really know what it was. Well, I thought he, he like almost jumped out of his skin. He was like, of course, let's go. So he you know, finds where it is. He gets the address. We get in the car and we're driving there and he's all excited. Now, understand he's the one who's like totally excited. We're walking up to the door and all of a sudden he turned around and he looked at me in this accusatory way and he goes, I can't believe you wanted to do this. And I said, me? This is your idea. <laughs> and he said, well, what happens if we get in there and people are going to be thinking that we're going to be doing things? And I looked at him and I said, isn't that the main idea? <laughs> and he said, we got in the store. Now, I have a hard sciences background, so I'm willing to ask the questions on, you know, from an ergonomic standpoint, you know, biology body, how do these things work? And finally, we'd only been in there five minutes, and he grabbed my arm and he said, my stomach is very upset. <laughs> I was like, seriously? He says, stop asking those questions. And I said, what questions? He said, you're asking questions. They're going to think. And I was like, oh, for heaven's sakes, we've got to leave. That was my first exposure to going into a store with someone. And I thought, surely to God, there has to be a better way of doing this. The second time was with, I was researching doing a movie. And the movie had this scene playing off on this boyfriend scene. Of, and I was shooting it for Beverly Hills. I was at Beverly Hills High School, and they had a production group there. So we walk in with this person who's not my boyfriend, who's just another person, and we went into the pleasure chest. And for those people who are not aware, <clears throat> the pleasure chest is one of the sort of uh, the iconic stores in the area of sex toys, started by a gentleman who then um, his nephew was now running three of them. I think there were seven originally. He's running the one in uh, New York, Chicago, and here in L.A., so the L.A. one, we walk in, and I turn to this friend of mine. And the question I asked you, Carla, how and what do you, what do you notice about people, you know, when you were first at the trade show, that was the question I asked my friend Stuart. And he said, he said, I didn't notice anyone. He said, I just noticed the sheep that was on the counter. Because <laughs> there was a blow-up sheep, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> he missed everything else and then as we're walking by one of those like great big huge monster phalluses the great big huge dongs fell off the counter 
And I thought Stuart was going to jump out of his skin. And I was like, okay, this is going like way downhill. But those are my you know, two first experiences. And I thought, we have to have people be more comfortable with asking about this information. So, <clears throat> so for you, let's say I was going to ask you, you go into a store, but I'm going to hold that for a moment. I'd like you to tell people what your typical day would be like. You know, the door opens, Carla walks into the office. <laughs> door, you know, um, I, my team is just, members of my team are coming in talking about a fabulous conversation with a customer or a customer's challenges or this customer saying their business is down, what suggestions can we do? So most of my day is spent on just team interaction with strategies and talking about our customers. Uh, the rest of the time is running around trying to keep up with a new vision Larry has. And, um, <laughs> for example, we're bringing in 30 of our customers right. uh, this week. And so it's, it really is, I look at the watch and say, oh, I missed lunch already. I look at my watch and say, oh, my gosh, I'm the only one here. It's time to go home. So <laughs> my typical day is running and trying to just realize what time it is and um, and enjoying conversations about our customers. Okay. Because that was one of the things I figured you would complete, you would be the person. How many people are you working with on your team? I have 12 inside mm -hmm. um, that are here full-time, and then we have 12 what we call independent salespeople that represent our line throughout the U.S. So now, um, go ahead. No, and when you say represent your line, but El Dorado has, what is it, 1,500 SKUs? We have 15,000, yes. pardon me. 16,000 SKUs, and so um, these are salespeople that possibly are 100% lingerie and then want to bring in a variety of adult novelties, and the challenge is there is to help educate them so that they're able to convey that to their customers. Mm -hmm. So it, it does keep me busy. The days go really fast. Um, I think the greatest joy I have is just mentoring the team members as to how we bring the value to their customers. Mm -hmm. What would you say, where is the biggest, if someone's listening to this, where's the biggest black hole of information that often people would not know? Is it the physical function? Is it the awareness of what the toys are capable of? Is it that they don't put the toys in the right place? Um, I, I, would, I mean, I just, I use that because people often are not aware of their own body or they're not aware of exactly how to use something. Yes, and, and the comfort level to ask somebody mm -hmm. within a store. Um, I think we I shared with you my story of the Weavide product. I mm -hmm. heard about this product and everybody said you needed to get one and I go down to the warehouse and pull one off the shelf and I look at this thing, Lou, and I'm thinking, where does it go? <laughs> You know, I just, and I was too embarrassed to let anyone on my staff know that I'm trying to decide which part of my body this goes into. And 
<laughs> and you know, with the stores that I've had the opportunity to spend time with, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we talk about that. Do you have training going on to your staff so that as a consumer, they can ask those questions because a lot of us don't know that unless we're in the industry and we've seen 101 of these types Co- of toys. Correct. And the reason I'm laughing is that, you know, I think that happens to all of us, that we see something and there's times I go, I mean, I have a pretty good idea about anatomy, but all of a sudden I'm looking at something and I go, seriously? And if yeah. I have that question, I'm sure others do. When, do you, when you do your strategies with, your, with the inside people and with the independents, have you ever considered putting together a multiple choice series of questions that, you know, someone can pick up as they come into a store and just look at and go, what is this, beep, 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 and it can give them an ability on how to ask the questions? I think that's a great idea. Because so I, call yeah, me after this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, we can easily put it together. Because I'll tell you, Carla, if you go to my site, loophadget.com, you will see where I have, it's a segment called, How Sexually Savvy Are You? And what I do is I literally have put together, um, there will be 27, my whole new, I have a whole new site that's being, I have the little plans here in front of me. But what I did is I asked all the questions, I'm answering the questions that people typically ask. And it may be something that, and we'll put this together before you do, you know, your presentation, you know, for your 30 customers who are coming mm-hmm. in. And because what it will do is it will have them not be them personally asking the question. It will be someone else asking the question, and it will reduce their thing of, oh, this is about me. Yeah. Which will completely shift and change their comfort level on asking. And because I know when I wrote my books, one of the things that made things easier for people is when it wasn't about them. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, and I'm sure that you know you're you're more than well aware of that. Now, d- didn't I tell you that this was going to go by fast, Carla? We have one minute until our halftime. <laughs> <laughs> you did, and you told me to breathe. <laughs> I did, and, it, and with the breathing, it becomes so much easier. Now, you did say we're gonna we're coming up to our break for the halftime on our show. Now, you did say that the most satisfying and the fun part of your position is being able to educate and to guide and to be a mentor, role model for these people. But I am sure also when you see, as I call them, the little brain grenades above people's heads when. You know, they are, when you actually see their reaction, that for me is like one of the most satisfying things. And when you see, I think this is what teachers do when they get it. So on that note, stay with us and we are going to come back with what is the biggest challenge and what are the things you can't believe people are buying. My guest is Carla Scott. We will be back after this break.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togenet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spirit perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And for those of you who are not aware, if you would like to go and check out my How Sexually Savvy Are You on my website, that's at loupaget.com. That's L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T.com. And those questions are really, it's a compilation of questions I'm typically asked. You will get seven questions. They're randomized. I believe there's 21 of them in that certain segment. So it's going to be me asking you the question, and then I'll tell you why the answer is the answer. So, because I know for me that, and Carla, you know, this is something that I know in the area of sexuality, sometimes people think they know what the answer is, and then, and because for me, you know how when you answer a quiz and they don't tell you why the answer is, they don't explain the answer? I go, I thought the answer was B. Why isn't it B? I explain to people exactly why it isn't B or C and why it's A. Because in the area of sexuality, in the area of toys and products, like one of the questions, Carl, I think would be ideal is to tell people why they want to have a vibe that has an RPM of a certain range. Yes, I agree. 
because most people will get something. And I had a woman who I was doing something with, and she went. She never had a vibrator before. Her boyfriend bought her a vibrator. So <clears throat> bless him, being male, he went immediately for you know the highest vibe you know that he could get. Well, she said, I couldn't feel anything. I said, Well, of course not. You numbed you. <laughs> And I said, and, and also you probably just went like this to one place. That's not how they're used. I said this is literally like you have to learn different dance steps. So that's one of the things you know. We'll, we'll talk about that once we're off. So here we are coming back. The one of the things you talked about the most satisfying. What's the biggest challenge that you have in your position? Well, I would first start out saying emails, <laughs> keeping up with them, but I think that's probably the world um, mm-hmm. would say the same thing. I think the biggest challenge is um, helping us um, grow to where we're not racing to the bottom. And what I mean by that is, um, as a distributor, I am the middleman, um, if you really do look at it. And so for the retailer... I have to try and position myself to bring enough value that they want to use a distributor. Mm-hmm. And for the manufacturer, I have to also earn the trust and keep the trust that their product is number one in my mind and on my sales team and we're focused on selling it. So I think the biggest challenge there is just balancing that um, they both know we care, that we're bringing value to both. And you win on price, you lose on price. So we have to do a lot more to develop that partnership with our retailers and also our distributors or also our manufacturers. Right. So just just to give a quick example for people, when you say, you know, racing to the bottom, just put some hypothetical numbers on something. If you are buying, like, just say a standard vibe from a major manufacturer, you would buy it at bleep and then you would sell it to as a distributor and then you would sell it to the retailer at bleep. So if, if you say you would buy, um, just put some numbers on it. Let's say you bought it for, you know, a dollar from the manufacturer, right? Then okay. you would then sell it to the distributor. As a distributor, you buy your distributor price would be a dollar. You sell it to the retailer at $2. What do you mean by <clears throat> racing to the bottom that you would not be able to even have a possible margin? I mean, no one's in business to not make money. I mean, that's why people are in business. And they're in business to provide a service and to get a return. So is the racing to the bottom that you can't possibly carry their product if it's too low coming from the manufacturer? And you can't. You, there's no sales margin there for you. You know that always exists when new products come out and positioning ourselves with them as a distributor. They have to allow a certain amount of margins in there mm-hmm. for us to be able to partner with them. Racing to the bottom. What I mean by that is some of my competitors are willing to discount at levels that there is not a whole lot of margins left. And therefore, you know, I call a customer up and I'm willing to go 2 or 5% greater on the discount. I win the business so my competitor does the same. And therefore, it's not a win. Um, 
for us, we look at partnering, partnering with the retailer to bring education. If I help support you to educate your staff, what greater sales can you have because the consumer trusts you? The consumer comes to you rather than buying on a website. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my biggest challenge because that takes a greater conversation with the retailer and a greater trust level. I've got to develop those friendships so they know that I do care enough about them or my staff mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. to support them with education, with the product getting there quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean on the race to the bottom is just discounting won't win or keep their business. Right. Well, I mean, you, you and I both know from a business standpoint, the world is about relationships. Uh, I don't care how high-tech a website is. People don't have a connection to a website. They might be able to order something, but when they want to have a conversation, and is what El Dorado and what you are doing as the director of sales on that education part, is that unique with distributors in our industry? I feel it is. Um, I hear that other distributors offer that, but... um, I haven't heard it from a retailer that they actually have it happen. Okay. So speaking only from what we do is um, an example, we had guests come, customers come to our location in June as well. And one of the speakers we invested in was a health and wellness um, educator. And when we did the feedback for the customers on what they liked, what we could improve, Every single one we got was high marks for the hour session every single day that had this speaker talk about health and wellness and education. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I found that so interesting to think, here are people in the industry that touch these toys every day, buy them, whatever. And yet that's what impacted them as much as the training Mm. from the vendors that were there. Right. I mean, I mean, I've you know sort of spoken about this with Larry, but I would be willing to do that because I will tell you, my dear, I do presentations annually to UCLA med students, psychiatric residents, MFTs, and PhDs, and I'm telling you, I tell them stuff they don't know. Yeah. I'm telling them, and the big thing that they want to know is how to have information they can use right away, take it out the door, and it is accessible. And that's what people want. They want bite-sized chunks of information that work. And you know what? Oh, I just got another idea. I just got another idea for you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Tell me. <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going you're gonna to call You're going to, like, have little things. You, you're just going to call them bite-sized chunk of information. And you just, nothing, not too much. It's just like a bite-sized chunk of information. Boom. And just tell them, oh, here's today's bite-sized or this week's bite-sized chunk of information that explains something about the body, something about function, something that most people don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it will start conversations like you cannot believe. Because that's... Well, I, and I had thrown out to my team what, you know, in some of your questions, what are the trends? Mm-hmm. They see, and we all talked about Fifty Shades of Grey impacted mm-hmm. the industry t- tremendously last year. Right. And these were, quote, soccer moms that were sending their husbands into the store with a long list of what they wanted from the book. 
Right. And hopefully the husband's brought home something that resembled, and now we have actually 50 shades of gray line so that right, they're getting the product. Right, but the product line that they that they chose to do it, I have to say, is not the best. I agree. I the quality agree. the quality of it is marginal. I I totally agree. But you also, the point that I'm making is you brought we broadened mm-hmm. the the consumer that's coming to adult pleasure stores, and. And if a retailer is wise, they will develop their store to where there still is a more of a comf- comfort level for a female to walk in, mm-hmm. um, catering to toys that are unique, um, different materials, high-end materials. Um, we're not finding that people in this economy are backing down spending if it shows um, seeing value to what it's made of, what functions are if they're told how to use it. It doesn't come down to price. Mm-hmm. So, Right. The, the, the quality remains long after the price is forgotten. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that um, at the lingerie show, myself and Megan Andalou did a presentation with Tom Stewart of Sports Sheets. Yes. For how to how to ride the wave of Fifty Shades of Grey, and and I've mentioned this to you. One of the things that so surprises me is how few people in our industry have read these books, and who mm-hmm. actually know them inside and out. And I would suggest to any of these stores that they have their set of Fifty Shades of Grey with little post-it notes sticking out of the books that show where this is this product that could be used this way in this scenario. This is this product that can be used, and it literally it can be something where you just do a photocopy of the page and you put the products underneath it that could be used in those scenarios. I agree. And, and it goes... And it's it right there. Yeah, and it tells them that, hey, I'm paying attention to the reason you're coming into this store. Yes, it goes down to the consumer. Mm-hmm. helping to support them and giving them the feedback and the education they need rather than just letting them come in, take it off the shelf. And then not know, have a clue. And you know what? Yes. And now here we're coming to our final break. My guest is Carla Scott. Stay with us. We're going to come back and talk about sex toys you didn't know about. <laughs> This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. 
You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey, together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts, sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. And I said we were going to come back and talk about toys that you can't believe people buy. What I decided to do is rather than do that, I'll just give you an example of one that her boss, Larry Garland, and I were talking about something that... Uh, many people will approach him because with 16,000 SKUs, so that's 16,000 different products that are carried. And how many different vendors, Carla? 300. So 300 plus different vendors, that number. So he sees things all the time. And this one product was, if any woman knows what a butterfly clip is for your hair, you know the thing where you go, open it, and then you go, clip, clip your hair back up. This was a product that was designed to be used on women's labias that looked like that. Both Carl and I were like this, ouch! Uh, that's, it just, it's just ouch factor, okay? It's ouch, it hurts, you've got to be kidding me. It, a woman would not have designed this. So what I, we decided to do instead is to look at, so here you are, Carla, you're the director of sales. Where do you look for new information and trends? And then, I'm, then I want to go into the Fifty Shades thing. Where do you look for new information? Well, and I had run that past Larry as well because one of the things that I think truly he does um, very well is network himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's always traveling to um, shows no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Eurofame. I know uh, as Eurofame is like great. Yes. Yes. And, you know, he invests in that so that he's there. He's, um, he has a world wide um, um, of people across both in adult toys and lingerie. Mm-hmm. So we, we do um, adult European news, exes, AVN, um, store erotica, also um, Asia adult expo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is where we keep up with the information. And then just Larry, <laughs> You know, he'll pop into my office daily and, and tell me news that he's 
Twittered or Facebooked or someone has emailed him on. So I think it's the networking. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, when you are going into, when you're, when you're sending your training your inside people and the independents, I would assume, of course, that you are relying on them to feed you what you need to respond for them. Like they may say, look, they're finding that they're... You, you did tell me this something of, of a store where they had a huge broad range because lubricants tends to be the number one area where there's a selection that people can choose from, correct? Correct. So you had mentioned that people, some stores now have tightened the range of product that they're carrying. Did you Do you and know why they did? You know, when I've gone to the buying shows, and this is the feedback I've received from the larger chain stores, it seems like there's always a tremendous amount of new loops, mm-hmm. um, flavors, um, what it's the chemistry it's made of, the combinations, and therefore it just gets to a point where it is so saturated. How do you display all that? How much space do you allow that in your store? And then for the consumer walking in, is it too overbearing to have too many choices? Mm -hmm. And so one of our larger um, chain store customers had told us that they downsized the selection And the reason they did that was they found it was more successful to keep their clerks trained and their staff. Mm -hmm. And it was also um, more well-received from the consumers that it wasn't so overbearing on, you know, all the different choices. Well, you know, and then it just becomes, it's information overload. Yes. And, And I know, you know, it's like... As you said, the new loops, the new flavors, the new claims, the new this. And <clears throat> what people want to know is what works and why. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. It, it is not a whole lot more complicated than that. And they want to know what works by these people who are looking for this sensation and for that sensation. And then they want to know why. And then they want to see if it resonates for them. Yes. Yeah. And when I look at things, I do the same thing. It's like there's a here's how I look at it. It's a buffet of information. It's a buffet of options. And we have to be able, as educators, to provide that to the information so they can make a selection and feel good that they're making it. And if there's too low a price point, they won't be choosing the one that's really going to give you the the sales that you want. Now, taking that out of it, let's go back. Post Fifty Shades of Grey, what are your... Now, you had mentioned that even though some people are saying things have slowed down, you are still seeing growth. We are. Knock on something, but we are. (laughs) Exactly. Now, Now, post Fifty Shades, what are the retailers now seeing? Are they still seeing... People coming in, because I'll tell you, Carla, that was just the first blush. That has shifted and changed. I mean, there are people in China. There were, pardon me, people in um, Far East, people in India. That book is hugely popular worldwide because it's it's the, the attitude and the idea of I can expand and explore something. And it is within a 
completely committed monogamous relationship, which I think people often overlook that. Well, and it opened a woman to feel comfortable to say, I've thought some of these things, or maybe I did have a fantasy, but now it's in print, I can pick up in Walgreens or, you know, Barnes and Noble, I can buy this book. Now it's okay to talk about it is what I experienced in watching it grow. Um, I think I shared with you the story of last weekend being in this small town in Nebraska. <laughs> yes, I mean, you said and, it was like, now how, how big was this town and where were you sitting? <laughs> oh my gosh, there was, it's less than 4,000. No, 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 let me ask you, were they comfortable talking to you about it because they knew what you did? Um, probably not because the first Christmas I gave them all a little gift thinking they would like it since they all laughed once they knew what I did and I would give them little vibrators and they all re-gifted them. So oh, no! Because they didn't know what to do or their husband said, you don't need that? Well, a little of both. Um, one of the ladies is 81 and she said, I'm not going to die with this in my nightstand. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I I think that long that? <laughs> went away, but here we are on the porch, and we're all having our glass of wine as the day is as um, the sun's going down, and they're starting to talk about the Fifty Shades like it's you know still current topic, and I'm just really all you guys have read it, <laughs> you know, so who knows what doors is opened? It just has done um, a tremendous amount of good for the industry to get people to realize that it's okay, at least from my philosophy. It's okay to to talk about these things and even experiment a little more. What we've found that has um, happened, or at least in my opinion, is it reinvented the the Benoit balls, the Kegel balls. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times those were metal things set on the shelf that, um, just really collected dust, and now they're coming out more feminine-focused. Um, um, their style, they've even got them where they're magnetic, and it's exciting. Right, and you know what? What you could do as an educator is give the history of them so that when people are looking at them, as within the store, within when they're presenting the product, because the history behind them was because women use them in courts, in a, you know, they were bored. They couldn't do anything, so they would put balls of different weights inside of them, which is why the balls have different weights. Interesting. And most people don't know the history behind the toys, so that would be something that, because there are, and I have seen, especially when I got the Aerofame magazine, some mm-hmm. lovely some just really beautifully designed um, toys and products. And, Carla, I don't know if you've seen or, you know, you would... To me, I look at what the trends are and how they're coming in. And one of the things I've seen is that there are more smaller niche manufacturers who are manufacturing really high-end product based on a need that they saw was not there when they looked for a product. I totally agree. And and it's very exciting. The last buying show um, we attended as an El Dorado group, we all commented how in the big arena where all the you know prominent um, manufacturers were, the show seemed to be a lot 
slower in traffic, and yet you went out to the small area where people had like five by eight booths, you know, 10 feet at, at the greatest. That's where the action was. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you mean at the most recent Amni? Yes. Yeah, yes. Same thing. And, of course, the air conditioning was not working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if I could say that because I'm not putting down the show. No, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't the show. I mean, it was just a simple function of it was right. hot. It is it by was. Burbank Airport. And, <laughs> and it's all of a sudden, and they didn't have enough air. In, but I would agree with you, absolutely. Now, there's lines that you, Larry said that he picked up, and it was delightful to meet his wife, Wanda who I'd never met yes. before, um, yes. I, but I asked him, and now what's that line that, that he said he was going, that you were going to be carrying? Rapture? Yes. And, and that is, I mean, the team is so excited about that because from the Fifty Shades, you talk about post, um, heavier bondage is what we're seeing an increase on. Solid stainless steel. Um, we showed Rapture at the ILS in um, April, mm-hmm. and it was tremendous appeal to the guests in our booth. Um, they were going towards it. They were touching. They were feeling it. And, you know, it's not – it's actually quite attractive. Oh, it's very attractive. Now, Carla, we have approximately 20 seconds until the end of our show. <laughs> My guest tonight has been Carla Scott with Eldorado Trading Group, and we are going to end on talking about heavy bondage with a new line called Rapture. (laughs) Carla, this has been great fun. Thank you for joining me this evening. (laughs) Thank you for asking me, even though I was quite scared. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Absolutely, my dear. We're going to post some of this. We're going to Facebook and Twitter on this, okay? (laughs) All right. Okay, thanks so much, and enjoy your wine, my dear. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. You too, sweetie. Bye-bye. Part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.